You're listening to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. All right, and welcome to the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. This is episode number three. Today, we're going to be talking about how you find your content ideas. Where do those ideas for the blog come up? Uh, Today, I got Brian on my left and uh, Rodney on my right. Brian, where do you find your ideas? I think there's a number of places you can look, and we'll talk about it today. But part of the reason we wanted to talk about this was everybody understands the importance of blogging or creating content for your business. The problem is there's one thing to, to understand that it's important. It's another thing to actually create the content. And I think one of the um, one of the hoops you have to jump through is deciding what are you going to talk about. And I think a lot of businesses are like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, so, that's kind of the hardest part, yeah. right? Where to yeah. start. Yeah, and once you have an idea of what you should be talking about, then you can kind of go from there. But I think kind of the way we were going to break it down today is talking about what platforms or tools can you use, but then also what processes. So I'll give you an example of a process, a really simple one. If you've got a business website and you've got Google Analytics on your website, go and look at what are the most frequently visited pages. That gives you an idea of the intent of your audience Where are they looking on your website? What kind of content are they looking for? And then from there, flip that around to go, okay, so if a whole bunch of people are coming to these particular pages, they're probably wanting to learn more about those topics. Let's create more content. So let's give them what they're looking for, right? Yeah. 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 Ronnie, is there any way you, special way you develop content ideas or come up with little blog post ideas? Yeah, I've got plenty. Um, But uh, sort of uh, just going through what Brian said, um, I sort of, from the audience perspective, it's good to engage in conversation and actually listen to your audience. So it's it's somewhat the same process. But um, in doing this, usually you can use like your social media pages. I find Twitter and Facebook are really good platforms for um, conversation. Yeah, especially if you put out a tweet or something like that and someone replies to you asking a question and there's some nice conversation flowing around it or you get a ton of retweets and a ton of hearts and stuff like that, you know that post did quite well. So how do we expand out on that and develop that into a little bit more content because we know what's going to do well already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you pretty much end up getting a sense of the problems that need solving. Yeah. Because when you when you when you hear people say certain things, there's certain sort of trigger words that come up, and you have to keep an eye out, and um, those can help you develop ideas for your blogs. Yeah, I mean, basically, what you're trying to do a lot of times with content is you're trying to answer the questions that your audience might have, because if you can answer the questions that they're asking, they're more inclined to deal with a business they can trust and who gives them good answers, etc. So. If you're able to kind of do that and create content based on what they what they're looking for, or maybe the idea of the reason they wouldn't choose me is because there's all these preconceived notions about my business or my industry. Let's try to break some of those barriers through our content. So you know, maybe somebody doesn't want to take up the game of golf because it's expensive. If I'm a golf course, what if I created content talking about you know golf doesn't have to be expensive. Here's some tips on how you can keep it relatively low cost. You're kind of you're, in, you're enticing them to actually learn more. You're breaking down a barrier. And truthfully, that could probably show up really well in search. People looking for low-cost golfing ideas, yeah. etc. That's probably That's actually that a great idea. Uh, kind of the ways I go about it is to read, stay in the know. Um, I like to be in pop culture, internet pop culture. I like to read the news. That always gives me kind of uh, idea of where the river is flowing and I can kind of piggyback on certain news items or certain pop culture items or they spring ideas or something along those lines where I can start developing content for 
my business or for some clients or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys use any particular websites? Have you guys found anything rather useful? Yeah. When it comes um, to that, when uh, for reading, I actually uh, feel the same way. I find it really useful to sort of uh, follow blogs or sites where they write articles that I like to emulate, like mm. something that actually inspires me. And um, I use Feedly. So oh, that's, that's good. F double E D L Y. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good uh, because you can organize your news feed and you just get articles and usually you get snapshots and so you can sort of filter through the articles really oh, okay. quickly and it's good just to get like you know those trigger words going for ideas. And that's an RSS well. feed, right? Yeah. It yeah, is. it is okay. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. So you're bringing content ideas to you via Feedly or via like Google Alerts for example so you don't have to spend time going and looking for them because it could take you twice as long to go look for something to write than actually write it and that can be a bit of an issue for a small business they don't have time to do that to begin with so I know I like sometimes I'll go kind of old school and I'll use Yahoo Answers which actually still exists Um, (laughs) Yahoo Answers was like well there's a million other things that do what Yahoo Answers does but at one time it was revolutionary Mm -hmm, Um, but Yahoo Answers essentially allows people to ask questions to the the whole community of Yahoo Answers people and then get responses to those questions well I might look at the responses, but I'm really looking at the question. What are some frequently asked questions around these particular topics and how can I create content to answer those questions? I just think like, I think sometimes if you're trying to think of frequently asked questions about your business, the worst person that could think of those questions is you because you know everything about your business. You got to listen to what the customers say or what the general public wants to know and create content based on that. FAQs are brilliant. Listen to your customers. What questions are they asking? Because if that customer has one question, I guarantee you that another customer has another question the same in the same Mm -hmm. vein. And they could be very basic questions, but sometimes you look at content that revolves around, could I bring kids to this attraction? Here's five things to think about when bringing kids to our local attraction those content pieces do extremely well because that's actually what people are looking for and sometimes it's like those basic simple ones that you when you're creating it you're like who cares about this oh believe me people care yes they do that's quite Uh, interesting you say that because um when you, when you approach it that way, what you're doing as a business is you're looking to solve people's problems. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when looking at blogs, people don't think, okay, I want to solve a problem. They just say, I want to blog. Yeah. yeah. Be, help, be helpful in the content you're creating. Share the knowledge that you've got in your head. You know, as a small business owner, the one thing you've got that no one else has is everything up in your head. How can I get the knowledge about social media or blogging or plumbing or whatever you might do for a living how can i get that out through content whether it be visual content or written content if i can show somebody that i know what i'm talking about they're more inclined to trust me as we talked about already and trust leads to leads leads to business leads to away we go (laughs) on the uh on the thread of websites there's a couple that i use uh, a little bit different than you guys do um one uh one of the new ones i really tend to check out almost every day now is called BuzzSumo. Now what BuzzSumo does is it kind of shows you the most shared articles in the in your particular search term. So I normally search for content marketing and I see what's happening in that field, in my field, um, see what, you know, groundbreaking ideas people have started sharing. What's getting shared the most? How can I refine that to make it my own and hopefully piggyback again on some of that social sharing, Mm -hmm. some of that conversation. 
And I know you guys are going to oh, give me a scowl for this one. <laughs> I know it's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what, one of the big ones I follow is Reddit. Now, Reddit, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go too, too deep. Justin, and, it's a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go too, too deep. But with Reddit, you can stay quite informed on internet pop culture, kind of what's going on in the news. Uh, there's lots of comments and questions and answers and funny quips you can dig through on Reddit as well. They really kind of help me find my answers. Uh, also, you can find community subreddits as well. There's one for Edmonton, there's one for Red Deer, there's one for plumbing, there's one for golf. It, any subject you can think of, there's something there. And when I have a question about an industry I'm not quite sure about or a subject that I'm not quite sure about, I'll, I'll usually post the question on Reddit yeah. and get a ton of answers and a ton of feedback from the locals or from from people who know a lot more about the industry than I do, so I can kind of piece my blog together in a little bit more informed stance. And that content that you find through people and mm-hmm. the ideas is awesome because I've seen it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like the true go to the people and, and, and get figure out what they're, they yeah. want to hear about or they know, and it's a great way to crowdsource content. Especially us. We do a lot of tourism-type mm-hmm. type work. We, do, we have a lot of tourism-type uh, clients. So we don't always get a chance to get out to the area we're trying to market. So what I try to do is put myself in there in another way by asking the people from the area or at least interested in the area, you know, what, what would be your five favorite local restaurants or how would you describe this town in two sentences type of thing. That's how I use that side of Reddit. Um, and playing off of Reddit too, something that really gets forgotten about are discussion boards and forums. Yeah. And that's yeah. really old school social media. When mm-hmm. you think back to when you used to do things online and talk with people or learn about stuff, it was on these message, these bulletin boards. Well, especially when you're looking for really niche things, like if you had to write content around um, like collector cars and things like that, there's some really fascinating forums you can go on where the people that really know their stuff hang out and to be able to source the information that they're talking about, get ideas from that, Forums and discuss and dis- like discussion boards, they get really overlooked now because people are having their conversations on more public things like Twitter and Facebook, etc. So that's another really good one where you can dive deep into some things too. Yeah, um, forums are pretty good because I find like-minded people sort of mm-hmm. um, hang mm-hmm. out in the same space. Yeah, and it's easy to pluck them out. Oh, it's um, definitely instead easy. of yeah. like you know maybe platforms that are a bit um, sort of more public, if you want to call it that. Um, so I really find forums are very good just to source information and you know for the niche market. Getting content ideas can be a super time consuming task. You got to really dig deep into these forums and into these websites and really dig dig deep into your knowledge and see how people are going or see how people could use the information you share Mm -hmm. to further your business right. So you share your knowledge and hopefully knowledge turns into leads, yeah. turns into Essentially sales. is what you're trying to do. And right. I think a pitfall to that, and we see it all the time, is a business owner knows they should be creating content, so they start creating it with their own ideas and thoughts in mind. You're not blogging to talk to yourself. You're not sharing knowledge to yourself. You're sharing it to somebody that probably doesn't know as much about you do about a particular topic. So you'll see blogs where... Where, where they're doing their best, the owner is doing their best to write it, but they're writing it in language and using terms that they understand, but Joe Public wouldn't understand. So a really simple thing I used to do when I used to blog a lot was I would put a post out and I would get somebody like my dad to read it and go, what do you think of this content or this web copy? And he would list there and he would go, 
I don't know what that acronym stands for, so would anybody else? Probably not. Um, I don't, this is too long or, you know, get into really technical things like the font is too small. You think about that when you start creating content. So if somebody else that is not attached to what you do reads it over, they'll all of a sudden go, oh, you know what? It's neat that you talk about this. It'd be cool if there's a link here where you could link me to like a wiki page where I could learn a lot more about that. So really look at, at who's reading your content and setting it up for them, not setting it up for you, unless you're writing a blog where you write to yourself, and then that's <laughs> called a diary. <laughs> <laughs> or even for like, I guess they're, I, I guess some business would have, I guess their customer base would be a little bit more niche in yep. industry. Yep. And so, then you could go the other way. Absolutely, with yes, yep. right? Um, yeah, but you know, thinking about that, you have to know the voice you write in. Yeah. Because I think that's where a lot of people sort of um, get lost when it comes to blogging. And it's easy to pick up on a platform like Twitter because it's a micro-blogging site mm -hmm. um, where you have to look at the top influencers to find out what how they speak mm -hmm. to the audience or how yeah. they converse with the audience mm -hmm. and why people actually respond to that. If you can understand that from a sort of micro-blogging perspective like Twitter, you can apply those same concepts to actually you know, blogging on your yeah. website yeah. to facilitate, you know, speaking with your audience for your business. Because you think about how awkward it'd be if your voice is very professional, but your audience is more relaxed. Yeah. You think that doesn't jive, right? I'm talking like a robot. You don't talk to people that are like robots. It doesn't, doesn't work, right? Your, your information could be awesome, but the yeah. way you present it, if you're right, if it doesn't match your audience, it's kind of a missed opportunity. Exactly, and uh, sometimes you really want to simplify it. Like you were saying, you, you don't want to use maybe industry-specific acronyms that mm. nobody's going to know. Mm. Sometimes the people that are listening to you just really want something simple but mm -hmm. effective mm -hmm. in terms of quality and value that they get from your blog. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, some of the other things that I, that I like to do, and I think, Rodney, you touched on this as well, is follow your competitors' blogs. Mm -hmm. Be deep in there. See what they're doing. You can kind of tell what works and what doesn't work. You can probably see some social shares. You can see how the comments are flowing. See how they structure their blog as well. Maybe don't copy them, but maybe, you know. Yeah, just don't yeah. content. Yeah, but look, <laughs> look, at, look at their successes and learn from them, exactly. but look at their failures Exactly, too, right? yeah. Like, see, see what content does well. See how they structure the blog, blog excuse me, and kind of try to repurpose it or redefine it in a way that makes it yours and that you can help share your knowledge or if you think they're wrong or exactly yeah i think i think that's a really good approach sometimes um we read articles blogs and we we, we look at it and we're like okay we just want to agree with what's being said but are you evaluating the information that's being given because this is the internet sometimes <laughs> you will get information that is plain wrong no sometimes way. exactly no way. and you know like when you when you look at those things like you know what um uh how to make uh, 10 million dollars in an hour you know something is wrong with that article right the moment you see you know that sort of uh title so you also want to add value by being able to challenge sources of information that are out there not necessarily calling them out but you can use that as a way to find um you know alternative Methods and you think um, about some of the big successful guys that can kind of shape the customer perceptions about things. Yeah, I mean, 
they can kind of shape it however they want. It's like the media, and Justin knows this from being in the media. Yeah. You can shape it a certain way. It doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. And maybe you're that one business that goes, actually, here's some facts about my particular industry. This is the knowledge that I've got. And maybe you're slightly you're on the other side of whatever they're saying. But at least you're willing to share, here's what I know. I'm just going to tell you what I know and what I do and what's worked in the past. And here's some case studies based on that. And, um, yeah, well, definitely. Like, like, you know, it's it's cool. As long as you're writing, you're sharing good knowledge. I mean, it doesn't have to flow with everybody else. Yeah, and you're tapping into your experience yeah. as a value-adding source. Yeah. Brian, you also brought up the idea uh, of a plumber. And this mm-hmm. is a great one to kind of work off of, showing your knowledge. And we actually have a blog post talking about this yeah, one the, from a uh, while back. The plumber in New Jersey. This yeah. plumber in New Jersey. Yeah. So what he so so what he did was he would show people how they unclog how how he would unclog his toilet uh-huh. or fix a drain pipe or unclog a drain, et cetera, et cetera. And he sh- you, you would you sorry you might think that he's sharing too much knowledge. He's showing people how to do his job so that he doesn't have to do it and you can do it yourself. Well, it comes down to the point where this this is not a job for me. I'm not as handy as mm-hmm. this guy is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get dirty like that. Yeah. Or I don't have the right tools. I don't have the right tools. Or, you know, it looks way too complicated. I can't follow the steps. I'm going to give this guy a call because he at least tried to help me already. Yeah. Right? And also, yeah. too, like if – and he did, he did a lot of videos. He had a YouTube channel where he would show you how to do basic things. The videos weren't top quality, but he always got his point across. And I think, like – if a plumber is willing to put everything out there in a video for the world to see and say, this is how you fix a toilet, he probably knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so if he's willing to do that and he's willing to share, I might watch it for a few seconds and go, you know what? I totally get how he's going to fix my toilet. I'm still not going to do it, but I know yeah. he can do it. So um, I think that's a, a great way. And, and yeah, he uh, it's on our blog. We can link it from the podcast as well um, when we share it out on social and stuff. But it's an excellent, it's just an excellent way of saying, here's my knowledge. Here's what I'm willing to share. Here are all my videos. And imagine the kind of business he drives from just sharing knowledge. I mean, it takes him nothing to make. He's, yeah. he's filming what he does while he works. Actually, truthfully, some of the videos are from um, customer houses, which is <laughs> kind of awkward. I don't know if I do that, but they're kind of funny too. No, but that, but that's but that's a great example of sharing, showing knowledge. Yeah. Show people how to do the things that you're trying to that that your business is trying to help them do. Yeah. Because you know people I mean? are Especially, busy and they're lazy and they're probably not going to do it themselves. Exactly, anyway. exactly. So if you have a service-based business, that's a great option. How could a small business or a small retailer show their knowledge? I think if – and we talk about this in the office. If I had a food truck and I had behind-the-scenes video of how a food truck runs during a lunch rush, that would be awesome content to show. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. It's fast-paced. It's engaging. Yeah. It's a little bit chaotic, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. That's something I kind of want to see. I can't. It's kind of like a car wreck. I can't turn my. Yeah. I can't turn away from it. I want to see the chaos. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like uh, I find uh, from that perspective, use platforms like YouTube for your videos to um, do things like show recipes for mm-hmm. interesting things. Because the number of times I've gone to YouTube just to um, find out how to grill a full chicken <laughs> like, <laughs> you know things like that and those videos get tons of um, you know comments hits and it's a great way to showcase what you have uh, 
Yeah, I think they can do that. That brings up a really good point, too. The comment section is my little hidden gold mine. Mm. It's my little, like, someone, like s- someone's had the idea already. Someone's had a better idea than you already. So why can't you read through them and kind of develop your own? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not always about the idea. It's about the execution, right? Yeah. And sometimes they're really just fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> like, We've come across a couple of those this week. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. They'll love that. I actually have um, sort of like this point and this is going back to like the basic basic sometimes when i'm blogging do you know what happens i just hit that writer's block Mm -hmm. i just don't know what to write and it doesn't matter whether i go on google reddit or whatever i cannot get an idea to save my life pretty much sometimes do you know what i do i keep an idea journal Mm -hmm. so when um, i'm inspired i milk the opportunity and that's a great way to kind of like push your 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 blog because when you've got ideas if you're if you're like me at least when i've got ideas i could have great ideas for the next hour mm-hmm. but Write i could not down, act yeah. on all, all of them, them right at the yeah. same time yeah. right yeah. Yeah. write them down yeah. if you've got a dictaphone record them if that's what you you're comfortable doing and then you can refer to them when you hit your writer's blog. Well, that's kind of what we do at Strong Coffee, right? We have a big uh, Google Doc sheet of all our blog ideas, or at least some of the blog, or at least that's what I do, is I write all these blog ideas down, and then when I'm looking for something to do, or when it's time for another Strong Coffee blog, I kind of recall this sheet, and hopefully it springs another Mm -hmm. idea, or I can mix and match a couple of pieces, or, you know, oh, I saw this the other day, maybe I can work this into this. Mm-hmm. It's just about keeping those ideas flowing and kind of executing on them. That's mm-hmm. that's a big part exactly, of the content side of things. I think it's a it's just ride the wave. You know, when things are going well, ride that wave. Mm-hmm. Just ride it and, you know, maximize. One thing you mentioned, which uh, I thought was great, is when you're out there driving home, you're on the train, you know, you see things. Those things can really inspire you. Those are things outside the box when you're outside of your environment. You might not be necessarily thinking about blogging at that time, but just be observant. When you see what's happening around you, sometimes those things can turn into absolute great Mm -hmm. blog ideas. And you think too, we talked a lot about blogging, but just having your phone with you that has a camera on it, Mm. there's content, right? Like you might be doing something inside your business and all of a sudden there's an amazing content opportunity right in front of you. Take that picture, take that video. Maybe you don't share it right now. Maybe it's like, eh, not the right time, but mm-hmm. you've got it on your phone. You've captured that little snapshot in time that you can use somewhere along the way. So, you know, the idea of I'll just snap pictures with my phone all day doesn't mean I'm gonna use it this second, but I have, oh, you know what? I have some couple things on my phone. I could work that into, is that just visual content? or Absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. kind of brings the blog to the next yep. level, yep. right? Yep. Uh, okay, well, that was the third episode of the Strong Coffee Marketing Podcast. Yeah, we're going to be syndicated pretty soon. I know, soon. Wow.